Hello, gladiators. It is I, Jaha Knight, and welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast. Welcome, welcome. So uh, today I'm going to share with you all a little secret. I have a cold. <laughs> I know you're like, that's not no little secret. Yeah, it's a it's a big secret. You know why? Because honestly, I don't really get sick. And when I do get sick, when I do get a cold, a cold, literally, it takes me all the way down. So after today, you probably won't be hearing from me too much. And when we get on our show on Sunday, you might be like, well, dang, Jaha, you look a little rough. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I look a little rough uh, just because I am not really um, the only time I get sick is when I'm around a ton of people. And I don't know if that's because my I live in a bubble. <laughs> so I'm usually working in my office at home or I'm working in my actual office down in Midtown. So if I get really sick, it's really because I'm around a ton of people. And the reason I know um, that about myself is we went to New York last year for me to speak at this conference. And when I was there, I got so after I came back home, I was sick for a week, <laughs> a week. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I must live in a, a bubble. But honestly, I've been doing these workshops and I've been doing a lot of appearances. So between the two of those things, that's what has been uh, getting me really into the germ world i just know look y'all are germy i'm just saying <laughs> you got me sick anyway so i am going to share with you all what i've been doing over here on this side of uh, my business which has been crazy because it's been so much work so first of all you all know scandal podcast lives on dramaqueenbooks.com so a lot of you from the earlier episodes you will go and search out uh, scandal podcast from the earlier episodes on my website jahanite.com but it doesn't live there anymore and it hasn't lived there for a couple of years <laughs> so a lot of those links forward over to dramaqueenbooks.com so if you are still searching for the podcast itself the podcast lives on dramaqueenbooks.com so please search there for any of the show notes or anything that I'm sharing in that way now as far as what I've been doing in my business we just relaunched my new website and let me tell you it looks fantastic I've been uh, working with a couple of designers in my business and we have been rocking it the freak out it looks so good I'm so excited about it because I'm like look at this like it's everything I've ever wanted my site to look like it has everything I would want it to ugh, I'm just I'm, I'm in love <laughs> I have so much going on over here and I'm, I'm like do I tell them all of it or do I tell them it bit by bit but I thought that that was a big one so launching relaunching the website having everything up there for women that are literally looking to grow and start their businesses has been tremendous. I'm super excited about it. It really reflects who I am. It reflects the type of brand that I have. And I just, I love it. 
<laughs> okay, now what else have I been doing? Well, like I said, we are doing workshops. So I'm actually about to go on a six month tour starting in March. So the six month tour starts in March. Uh, I'll be going to Maryland. I will be going to New York, LA and Texas and Florida. So I'll be going to, those are the five cities thus far. Of course, I'll be in Atlanta. So Atlanta is where the tour starts off. And then I'll be going to Maryland, uh, New York, LA, Texas and Florida. I think in that order actually, but it may not be. <laughs> Because I don't remember all the dates and stuff off the top of my head and I'm not near any of my devices that show me my dates. So, okay, that's a part of what I'm going to be doing. It's called a triple your traction workshop. That's what I'll be doing on this tour where I'm teaching women how to market and advertise and do PR for their business. Not all in one setting, but doing a bit of that during that day. And it's a three hour workshop. It's a lot of fun. And then you're actually doing the work there's no I walked away and I didn't know how to do this part or I walked away and I didn't have this piece we give you all of those supportive measures as well so it's really a great workshop for women that are missing the marketing in their business I talked to a lady yesterday and because um, you know I do a lot of consultations so I talked to a lady yesterday and she was saying that she built her business it's a local company and she started the business and she felt like, you know, because of the position that her brand, her business had with the highway, she would get a lot of people to come in. That's not true. So I just wanted to share this with you all. If you have friends, family or whatnot, and they actually have a business and they're not getting enough business, it's because they don't have great marketing or they don't have marketing at all or that they have word of mouth marketing and word of mouth does not allow you to always generate the type of income you want because it's inconsistent. So the way that I teach in this triple year traction day is so phenomenal because I'm literally giving you three of the best tools that you could possibly use in your business, regardless of whatever business it is, so that you can now actually drive traffic to your offers and your products and your services. So the triple year traction day workshop is going to be epic for those of you that are going to push people to it. And it's not even expensive. It's pretty reasonable. So that's what I'm doing for the next six months in my company we are still enrolling of course for sophisticated academy and that's a part of my business as well so i love that part and then we are having so we just started planning for our conference in september oh my gosh it is a three-day conference it's called woman unleashed a three-day conference for women here in Atlanta. And of course, we are going to cover so many great things. It is going to be phenomenal. And the ladies in my academy, we're also going to have like a little award ceremony. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I just can't wait. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I need to calm down because I'm smiling so hard. I probably could break a cheekbone. <laughs> All right. And uh, for those of you that want to join something that's free, a free opportunity, we have a Facebook group that we just started for lady entrepreneurs as well. And that Facebook group is Lady Entrepreneurs. You can go to Facebook and just literally type it in. Or you could go to jahanite.com backslash community and you can get directly to that uh, Facebook group. 
but you have to be a woman that is in business or aspiring to be in business. And you have to want to be active because if you're not active in that group, I delete you. I'm just being real. I just delete you. I don't give you a warning. I don't say, hey, girl, you should be talking back. And no, I just delete you because <laughs> there's no reason for us to be providing value and community and you're not actually engaging with the community. So that's pretty much what we've been doing over here. I am also starting a second podcast that's not going to start for a while, um, probably second quarter of this year. And it is a podcast about what? Business and branding. And I'm joining forces with one of my old co-hosts from Star 99.7 FM in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we had this show together from 2006 to 2010 and he is going to be joining me for that because he works with nonprofits. I work with for-profits but I actually work with for and nonprofits. It just depends on what the person needs and what they're looking for and it's going to be phenomenal. I'm excited about all of the things that are coming forth in 2017. Yes! So those are the announcements that I have. So when um Eldia says something like, Jaha, you're always busy or you always have something to do. I have a lot to do, but it's all focused and concentrated. I know you all said, probably said, you know, especially you longtime listeners. Well, you're starting a new podcast. You started a new podcast before. What's what's going to make this one different or how are you going to keep this one around? Well, the difference between this podcast and any other podcast I've ever started is I'm clear on my direction. When I was doing like the Love, Sex and Cupid podcast and um, crafting your ideal lifescape podcast they were small steps in the direction of which I've already culminated at this point this is why I didn't start anything new like that within the last couple of years uh, because I needed to focus on what I was doing first and setting the foundation for my business and then start stepping up and if any of you are in entrepreneurship you need to know that too that you have to set a foundation before you start throwing all these things into your business and you can't focus on all of them or function with all of them so that's pretty much what's going on in my world you have the uh triple your traction workshop tour for six cities that i'm going to be going on we are planning for women unleashed which is our three-day conference here in atlanta we have our location secured it is outrageously outstanding um we we even have it down to the point where the true like oh my gosh so when people fly into atlanta i have to tell y'all this part when they fly into atlanta they don't have to uber they don't have to get lift they don't have to take a taxi we actually have a shuttle to and from the hotel oh my gosh and it's free <laughs> i'm like my ladies are gonna love this Oh, and there are so many other perks that come along with this. Oh, me and my planner. Her name is Siobhan Hippolyte. She's phenomenal. She is doing the darn thing. So I'm, I'm very proud of where we are and what we're doing. <sighs> okay. So about the show, Scandal Podcast, so we can get to this. We are actually all four people sitting here on the podcast working together for this episode. It is great. We had a really good talk. We had a very good after dark. And you all know I love sending you all to the after dark because literally we say a lot of stuff that we don't say on this show in the after dark. And it's really because we're we're more um we know we're surrounded by our community in the after dark and they are supportive of what we have to say and what we are, you know, discussing. And even when they're not in agreement, they're still supportive. So we can be our 
open, open, open selves. This is when you're like all the way open in the after dark. We're a little open on the podcast, but we're really open in the after dark. And love us or hate us or love our opinions or dislike our opinions. We all respect each other's opinion. And even when we are, are listening to you all, we may be glib and, you know, all that stuff, but we still respect your opinion and we appreciate you chiming in to share your opinion. So we had a lot of people that joined us on the uh, the taping this week, Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We had a lot of people join us, but not a lot of people chatted back. Like they were there, but they didn't really say too much. We had some new people join us uh, and, and chat back as well, which was great. But uh, we want to make sure that you all are coming in and being a part of the conversation because we love hearing your opinions as well as the opinions that we share on the show. So that's a large part of us, you know, doing this podcast. So when you come on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by going to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash live review. You can join us in in the live, open, free area of us talking about the show before we actually put it on the podcast and share it with all of our listeners on Wednesdays. So it's been phenomenal. We love what we do. We love who we are, um, what we're we're doing in our, our actual show. And it's going to continue to be better. The audio quality, I believe, is way, way better than it ever has been. And I hope that you all appreciate that and you enjoy the episodes. To the Scandal Fan Podcast, everybody. Yay. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. We are here. I'm Jaha Knight, and the ladies will introduce themselves. Hi, Hi. this is Opia. Hi, this is Katrina. And we are ready to rock and roll with you all for the Scandal Fan Podcast today. Okay. So we are joined with two of the most elite gladiators and one of our third will also join us here soon. And what we've been going through over this last long break has been uh, um, a drought, a scandal drought. <laughs> wow. Eight months, eight long months. <laughs> oh my God. And they gave us the little uh, scandal, uh, what was it? The webisode series, the six season that was so cute that darby did i loved mm -hmm. it oh so so let's talk about that first before we get into this and if y'all didn't watch it last week we told y'all so y'all should have gone ahead and did that <laughs> so now yes. now we get to talk about it because we warned y'all ahead of time so the the six-part series gladiator wanted was something that we all watched i loved it so what did was it a surprise twist to y'all at the end I no, I knew one of them was gonna have to be shady. Um, <laughs> well, I will say that Charlie coming out of nowhere and snapping that girl's neck, I was like, oh, okay, so it's not light and fluffy at all. <laughs> no, no. Charlie is still Charlie through and through and through. Well, I was like, okay, one, which because the, they said it was gonna connect into it was gonna bridge the episode when we saw it. So one, I was like, why is Charlie there? <laughs> and two, when we got the episode, I was like, oh, when did Marcus leave? So mm -hmm. yeah, I did in like, oh, okay, so when exactly did this take place? Mm -hmm. Liv was 
you know, on the trail with Melly. So at some point during the campaign, but we don't know exactly when, you know, Marcus made his way over to the White House to be press secretary. And um, Charlie seemed to become installed. And I'm like, are you a full OPA member or what? Like, you know, I want to know these things. I'm just going to be real. I don't like Charlie and OPA, but we'll get to that here shortly. Can I say something about Charlie at OPA? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, okay. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I mean, you guys may have touched on this before I came back in, but uh, did anybody notice that at the very beginning they were up 2,000 points and then suddenly it flipped and he won by 4,000 points? Funny, funny thing is, is Olivia went to Charlie and said, we're up by 2000. Have you heard anything? He goes, 2000. Wow. And she says, wow, what does that mean? So it's like, could, is Charlie still double dealing is the question that I've, that I've got <laughs> going on in my mind, because he seemed to, he seemed to know something was going to happen, you know, at the very top there, like, okay, 2000 well that that's not what i was expecting that was that was kind of what his wow kind of sounded like like okay if you say so so uh, did I, you guys catch did you guys catch that at all we didn't even get into the episode yet we were talking yeah. about yeah. Little, um, just the series okay <laughs> okay and it connecting okay. into um the episode so we hadn't gotten there yet boo <laughs> okay sorry sorry i jumped ahead Sorry, no, okay. lovely, lovely wallpaper, by the way. <laughs> I know. That is gorgeous. Eldia and the love affair continues. This guest bedroom. <laughs> you hear me, Eldia? And the love affair continues. Yes. Kala is back in the building. Kala is back. Eldia, I love the backdrop, girl. It is sexy. I love it. Thank you. I, <laughs> I was just about to say, is that a backdrop? Is Yours that a backdrop? too. Thank you. Yeah, we it's just it's like a white. Look. Yeah. We're L Jock. Y'all call Yeah. And what? <laughs> well, I love it, y'all. We should step our game up and be like um, YouTube um, makeup artists who like have all these fancy like green screen backdrops. That's what I need to get into. I'm going <laughs> to step my game <laughs> I'm yeah. Put my backdrop down in the living room. I have a green screen backdrop. <laughs> I was of like, course you do. Yeah, right? <laughs> the rest of us. All the lights down the and everything. I was just like, take it all down. I'm tired of taking videos. Anyway, so the ladies are here. Some of our, our scandalistas, uh, well, scandalista Moretta is here. And then we have uh, Langston, of course, repping from the scandalistas and the scandalati. And then we have Charity and Annette and uh, Cassandra. Thank you all for joining us here. Lovely, lovely. All the writer guys. Hey. Everybody dies. If you are in the chat room, please chat back with us. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make the chat public this day, but you know we'll have a public chat next time. Um, and Cassandra, I'm just going to tell you that this A and W root beer is disgusting because I picked up the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is gross but anyway um <laughs> i'm just trying to fight through because it was too expensive not to drink it okay 
It's like three dollars a bottle now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I like Gladiator Wanted. I was surprised at the twist that um old boy was behind her being hired, but I knew something was up with her because she was walking around, sneaking and looking around corners and setting folks up. I was like, wow. And the little nervous guy, he was too damn nervous to be a gladiator. I was like, oh, you're gonna, you're a punk. And then the other girl with the ethics. I'm like, girl. Did you know what you were talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Girl, bye. <laughs> you know what that highlighted, that Gladiator Wanted thing highlighted is how really that firm is so niche. You can't just hire people off the street. Like you just right. really not with the the um, shenanigans that the Scooby gang gets up to. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a relationship with these people and dirt on them that you could expose it's just not gonna work yeah marcus was not gonna stay um at opa i kind of felt that way because there was so much they were trying to protect him from and not involve him in it couldn't have gone on forever yeah but i really want to know what happened i think i suspect what did happen at least partly but we'll get into that no but it was but it, it, there was something a little telling too in his interaction with Olivia when she came to find out oh, yeah. and dig to get and dig to get the real deal because she goes, "Come on, Marcus, we're friends," and he goes, "No, you're Olivia Pope." So something probably went down where he where it was probably like, "I'm the boss here. You do what I say." Blah blah blah. He goes, "Okay, whatever. I'm out. Bye." You know, she pulled us my name on that door, and he yeah, right. she probably. She probably pulled that one too many times. Um, you know what I think it is? I think he, she intru- Let me tell you right now what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Marley was getting hot and heavy. You know, it was threatening Melly's public image or people started to speculate about her being single because you know that's how they do women candidates. Um, mm-hmm. And Marley became like a threat to, to Melly's like run. And she pulled what she did with um, with Andrew and other people and be like, yo, y'all got to cut this shit out. And Melly is so ambitious, she was willing to do it. And Marcus resented the fact that Liv tried to get involved in his personal life like that. And he was like, I can't do this with you. Like, this is just one toe <laughs> over the line. That's what I I'm sorry. I'm, like that. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh out loud, but Charity says, seriously, the gluten-free yeah. version of Harrison is now I working know. at the White House. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to cover my face. So I was like, oh my God, y'all are just too much. But Guilty Please makes another good point where she, she says she thinks that Liv may have broken the um, uh, Marcus and Melly thing and she may have yeah, made Marley. him. Yeah. Yeah. She may have. She may. Did you say Marley? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> That's 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 a, shit. That, that's a that, that's a good name. That's a good name. Marley, that's good. Because uh, Melkis wouldn't sound good at all. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that 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 could be it. Melly probably uh, Olivia probably fired him because you know he was getting too close and distracting Melly. So that that's a possibility too. All right, so let's get into the show because we we've been given some suppositions and whatnot. What did you yeah. think when you realized that um, at the beginning of the episode that only one county had to check 
then Fitz came in with that early poll and then Liv doing her due diligence. How do you think she knew that the numbers weren't right? Somebody else go, because I was just talking. (laughs) (laughs) You said how... I'm sorry. What Go was ahead. the question again? Was it was it that how did Olivia know that the numbers weren't right? Is that what the, is that the question? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aldia. I just wanted to be clear on the question. Yeah. No. I just. I mean, are we surprised that it came down to one county? No. Um, I think that was not a plot twist that anyone was like, "Oh gosh, why did it do that?" But I think they knew it was going to be a really tight race going into it, and live. I think she's back to following her gut this season. I think that's going to be a reoccurring theme again. No, you don't agree, Katrina. <laughs> I feel like I've, I don't, I, I feel like we're going to kind of get back to that. Cause I think that conversation with her and Fitz kind of brought it up when he was like, do you have something more than just your gut? And she said, I have to be right. Like I can't be wrong. And so I think Liv just knew, I think she knew Millie wasn't going to win going into the election, but of course she couldn't tell Melly that. So she did what she had to do, but I mean, she, she knew Melly wasn't going to win that race. There was, yeah, no, she was playing with Cyrus and Cyrus proved that Cyrus is still the dog that bites the hardest. (laughs) You know, I think the reason that she started, you know, why she gulped the big drink and why she, you know, started getting nervous at the point when they said that she was up by 2000 points. And the fact that it was San Benito County was because of the conversation that she later had with her father, because clearly they had this conversation before. And he told her it's going to come down to San Benito County and you're going to need me. And she was like, no. And then when it came down to that, she was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> she, she really yeah. she really start she knew at that point because her dad had already told her that that's what it was going to come down to now the question is how did he know that's the big question because he either well, had his hands in there already or you know some something something's going something went down in san benito and isn't san benito the same county that um that um cyrus mentions to that mentions to Fitz last uh, last season after he fired him and then wanted to bring him back to his job. And then Cyrus went through that whole, remember the what did, the glazed donut or whatever donut he had that day. Yeah, him taking the bananas out of his fruit salad. And, yeah, yeah. That wasn't, that, wasn't, wasn't that San Benito as well? I can't remember. I it, it could be. I need to go. I'll check the transcript uh, on that. But yeah. I think you're right in that. Something happened in San Benito County before. It sounds like Liv had an opportunity to nail or shore up or maybe even October surprise um, uh, Vargas. Because remember, when he wins, the news says he's the comeback king. So he suffered some Mm -hmm. kind of setback. Yeah, something happened. Something happened. She had an opportunity that at the last minute she decided against because it was like too much or too far or something because her father chided her for it. And we know that he only mm-hmm. chides her for when she doesn't go for the jugular, right? Um, when she exactly. has a heart about something, he thinks it's weak. So she has some kind of choice there to make. And then when her father ends up being right, that it all comes down to that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm still wondering like one what happened, but I also feel like was Liv going to self-sabotage? Is that why she was surprised they were up 
or did she implement some kind of like strategy B? Um, and she was I, like, I, oh, well, it's not working. Let's just hurry up and because yeah. she wanted to conceive so fast with Melly. Oh. She was like, just do it, just do it. It's over. And I was like, what did you do, you know, that failed or something? But I don't know that she realistically expected Melly to win. I sure as hell didn't because um, it just right. didn't make sense for right. the show. Well, I think she won my all hopes when Melly was yeah. <laughs> All right. There was. Right. No, anyway, let's, well, yeah, let's move on. So, Melly didn't want to conceive. She was very much in the mindset that there was some voter tampering. What do you all believe? Well, she would know about that agreeing to defiance, wouldn't she? <laughs> so she would be sensitive about voter fraud. I mean. <laughs> Right, she was sounding like a Republican who knew all about that shit and tried to, you know, apply it to her own case. Y'all are absolute mess. Okay, so I mean, this would be the bunch that would know. I will be gracious out there, but this is true. Right, exactly. She said, "I will be gracious Mm -hmm. out there, but in here, I am spiteful and petty." Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, go ahead. That's me in my DMs and WhatsApp versus me on Twitter. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 ah, that was, Shay, that was Shay and D. That was Dang. beyond my shade. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I did see your shady post about the person that was coming for you on, on Tumblr. Uh, what did they call you? What did they call you? Tumblr something. Oh, delusional donkey on Tumblr. The thing That's is, like, the girl has me blocked. I have shady friends, and they go and take screen grabs of shit that she says about, <laughs> you know, about like for a laugh, and um, and like stuff about me and she'll use various um, things. She's really pressed. (laughs) (laughs) Now here links encouraging y'all shenanigans on the tumblers. I'm just just saying, I'm just saying it was funny. And after her comment here, it brought it back up. More detail on this public show to talk about this person. Let it go, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Let it go. No, boom. You know, on petty sides, we all have it. <laughs> yes, we right. do. Y'all, y'all may call y'all. Y'all call me. Y'all call me the. Y'all call me the shade tree, but that's petty palm over there. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should kind of look at Winston as some kind of. You know how they have <laughs> knives and slit somebody's throat, and then you walk away, and they don't notice the throat has been slit yeah, until yeah. Uh, that's like Langston because he that, will literally say something, and you can't you you think you're slow because you know you're like wait a damn minute <laughs> what did you just say to me? That's, that's called a shade assassin. That's a Clearly. shade assassin. Yeah, the hawk of shade. <laughs> Damn. The shade assassin. I think that's appropriate. Oh, there we go. All right. So the next question. So back to the show. Yes. 
Marcus, oh, and let's read some comments because our people are commenting over here and it, some of this stuff is ridiculously hilarious. Um, Guilty Please says, Melchus sounds like a, something bacterial. Yeah, that does. Sound yes. Like <laughs> this county Agreed. in California, Fitz was governor in California and Melly was first lady. How did they lose California? Very suspect. I did catch the thing with Charlie. And then um, Annette says she's agreeing with Langston. Melly knew who she was up against. Side doesn't play by the rules. And then Kamara says, I think it's okay for Melly to be petty behind the scenes. I know she mm -hmm. and Liv felt rejected like Hillary felt that night. I know Hillary still feels it. Girl, we all feel it now, shit. <laughs> oh. Damn. We all feel it. Well, let's, not pretend, let's not pretend Melly was going to be Hillary Clinton. She wanted to cut Medicaid. Fuck her. No. <laughs> it's kind of interesting with the fact that Hillary was a Democrat and Melly is a Republican, and then um, you have um, Vargas. Well, no, not really, because that would be never mind, never mind, forget it. I was trying to draw a parallel that didn't exist. Sorry, y'all. All right, so Vargas was shot even before he took office. <laughs> like Cyrus yes. couldn't even wait. Like, dang, dog. That was. That was that was deep. We need a Cyrus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Damn, y'all know y'all can't talk over each other because it ain't gonna work out. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. I'm I'm just mad that they had to mess up the brother's face, though. It's like, could we at least could we at least have gotten him into a coma, whatever? But I no. mean, dang, they just no. They're straight out the back. No. Boom, dead, Be gone. I called it. I think Jaha and I talked about this on the last podcast. I feel like there's going to be a re reoccurring theme of death this season. Like, I feel like people are going to be dying left and right on scandal. And I think Shonda's really trying to cast has got really bloated. And I think she's trying to get it back down. So no one's coming back from the dead. Like anyone that she kills off is going to be gone. At this point. <laughs> there will be no so, more. So like I have two votes. Two votes, Jake. And Me Elizabeth, too. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth, 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 Elizabeth. <laughs> Time to go. We don't need Time to, to go. It was, it was even last John. <laughs> it's Jake unanimous. It's and, unanimous. Charity, uh, charity. We put gave. Jake it is law. Yeah. We gave Shonda a list. Mm -hmm. We did. We did. I think, I think I got. I think I have her email somewhere. We're gonna have to start emailing her. But not. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> These are the. Re <laughs> I'm not quite sure. These are the reasons, Jake. Um, but I kind of, I, I kind of flipped a little on y'all while y'all was away. I just I'll say that again. You did thing. what? You did what, Jaha? You all about Jake now? No, I ain't all about him. But, but I really feel that y'all kind of give him a bad shot with some stuff. So I had um uh. Mm, I am not a Jake lover, Moretta. Moretta, you are not <laughs> Moretta is not loyal. They talk about me. Moretta Jay is not loyal. <laughs> Moretta, we gotta treat her like third party voters and like he's a racist Trump supporter. Not a third party voter. Because you know it's their <laughs> yeah. fault. Yes, that yeah. is incredibly harsh. That is incredibly harsh. Good lord, what did I do? Mm -mm. <laughs> Damn. All right. So the question was: or one, Marcus, or, Marcus, 
or okay. treat her like or treat her like one of the treat her like one of the fifty three percent. Oh, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> you know what? Then <laughs> I look forward to hearing your um, empathetic defense of Jake this season. That's there wasn't all. one. I'll save you the trouble. There wasn't one. Go ahead. I <laughs> but you know, know, I will say that I realized, you know, I, I'm able to give him things when he's right. Like, he has said some true things, you know, in the past um, season a couple of times. Just because I resent him and hit the things that he has done and his lies, you know, and his weakness, um, doesn't mean I don't understand um, what's that um, quote by um, uh, uh, Homer from The Simpsons? Simpsons. Just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. Right? You That's how I felt about his mm. yellow fictitious right. The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 Right. But the words That's come from shit. a real person somewhere, though. Cassandra yeah, says, somebody, a person wrote it, though. Cassandra says, Cassandra says Jaha is a State Farm lover now, or something like that. LOL. Look, I have State Farm, so I am not ashamed. And word. Okay. When we started, when we started the podcast, I had all state. Now I got State Farm, and I ain't even ashamed about it. <laughs> it was a better and Jake time answers for the, me. And Jake answers the phone every time. But um, guys, I have to ask because I, I mean, we were there was a lot. There was a lot. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You have to ask what? No, no, I don't know if I was skipping ahead. I was gonna because Cyrus came up with the vote tampering, and I was like, "Do y'all really think Cyrus is involved in this, or that he yes. actually did do this?" I, yeah, you know, I, I want to hear. I want to hear what I people think. think. I think I honestly think he found out after the fact that the plan had been put at, put into place. And I have I have a couple of theories as to who's you know who's involved and and by and by the time by the time I think by the time Cyrus found out it was too late and then he may have been having a conversation and was overheard and it was assumed that he had it set in place but I don't think he did because it's too it's such an obvious play. It's and, and then I right. I honestly, hear everybody once, once, once you said that, and I started thinking like I just had an epiphany, maybe Cyrus was not involved because when you think about it, the fact that Olivia and Jake went up against Papa Pope to collude and Papa Pope didn't want them together, mm -hmm. even though he was proud of what Olivia was doing, I still don't think he wanted her to win over him. So, and, and at some point I thought either this plan of, Jake becoming Melly's vice president was a part of Papa Pope's plan all along. Like he wanted Olivia to take charge mm -hmm. to show herself. But at the other side of things, he also didn't want her to win. And when you think about um, Cyrus and Olivia and their relationship, like we, we were talking about this, me and uh, Eldia, it has been um, teacher and, and student. But now that Olivia has kind of shifted the reins all throughout season five, where she showed that she could take power, she showed that she's willing to do it. Cyrus probably had a conversation with Papa Pope back in five um, <coughs> or five B in season five when he came in there and said, "Well, I want Jake Ballard on the ticket." There may have been a plan B plotted. So 
It could be that it is Papa Pope because he knew that if he connected with Cyrus or colluded with Cyrus, Cyrus would do anything for that win. So I don't know. Yeah, because because he did threaten he did threaten Cyrus with the whole um, I'll tell him about Virginia, you know, if you don't mm -hmm. if you don't do what I say. So somewhere in there, a new plan was created because it would seem counterintuitive for Cyrus to go against Papa Pope and not make Jake the vice presidential. So they must have made a deal that allowed for Cyrus to go in as VP so that so that uh, Olivia would pick on her end. And I don't think the expectation was that I don't think the expectation was that Vargas was going to win. But when he did, it's like I think they tried to I think they tried to flip the script and it still didn't work out in their favor. Because I because I honestly feel like Papa manipulated everything to make sure that Jake would be on the winning ticket no matter what. And he figured if he if Olivia was behind it, they were going to win. But it didn't work out that way. So Vargas had to die. And I think I, I honestly think that Papa assumed that she would be able to sway Fitz into actually appointing Melly because Papa wants Jake in that office for some reason. And it obviously, you know, for the power, because he's the he's the next it's he's the next person in line to the president. Should something happen to the president? Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, at this point, it could have been like like Fitz said, it could have gone either way because no one elects, no one actually elects the vice president. They're voting for the president. They just happen to be on the same ticket because it would. I mean, because wouldn't it be different? Wouldn't it be really weird if there was a separate ballot for vice president and people voted for president, voted for vice vice president? We could get a mixed bag of on the ticket. So that used to be he clearly wanted. He clearly. What was that? It should be the case still, because maybe we'll have a better um, a better run government, especially if they can mix Democrat and Republican mm -hmm. on as VP and mm -hmm. president. But in any case, I do agree in, in a lot of ways with what you said, Langston. But I also think that Papa Pope probably wanted to hedge his bets. He wants to be in power in some way, shape or form. So. Being right. he wants to be in power, he probably hedges bets. If Olivia won, she was going right. to take Jake to the White House, and if Cyrus won, he still, um, Rowan was still going to get his way back into that, into some seat of power. That's what I think. But the, but the messed up part about it is he had a man in either race. He had a man in either race. He had yes. Cyrus on the Vargas uh -huh. ticket, and he had Jake on the on the um, on the Grant ticket. So. The scary part the is, is that the, the scary <laughs> part is, is that, and I think, you know, uh, um, Shonda has alluded to this, is that this is going to shake Melly to her core. Because the scary part is, is what if she had won? She might be the dead one. Because I don't think it mattered because they want, whoever the VP pick was, Papa was in, was going to be in charge. So yeah. Yeah. then you, you kill Can the presidential candidate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. No, go ahead. No, I am finished. Go ahead. I just want to say that I fully think that, you know, come on, that Rowan is behind this somehow, um, you know, as mm -hmm. previously stated. No, it's. I don't think it's that he didn't want Olivia to win. 
remember, he only let Jake go and let her believe that she achieved something at his house in the last, in 521, because he was going to get his way. She played right into his hands. Um, his hands. Cyrus was manipulating her on this one hand, and for, and for um, Rowan, he knows that if he can like get Olivia to see that in some way, the decision he wants her to make will be the righteous decision or the decision that's going to save someone or something. He can get her to do it, which is what happened with Jake. Because remember how the the episode was called, That's My Girl. The episode ends right. with him saying, that's my girl. That's and my you girl. see a little right. flashback to her right before the end where, it was either him or her. If It's him, shows him the little flashback of him saying to her in 512, um, and all it took was a little nudge from your dad. This whole run for president with Melly, that was his idea that he planted in her. And then we see Olivia. So I don't even know if she was reflecting in that minute, is this what I want or is this what he wants? Like, that's for me, the like the question really this season Mm -hmm. of what I want Olivia to tackle, because I don't see how this is what she wants. Uh, You know, she's trying to prove something from everything that she's lost, but- I see Rowan behind this. I'm very curious about where Jake like wandered off to. And for me, this doesn't seem like it came from Cyrus because you have to think Cyrus talked about Frankie being the light and political Jesus. And he was like a believer in all the stuff. And when Cyrus kills, he does it to protect the Republic. And if he thought that Vargas was the way through his next fits, basically his Latino fits, um, and that he was going <laughs> to achieve all these great things. Mm-hmm. That's why he left it. Because the magic was gone, you know, their relationship had deteriorated, and they couldn't do it. Right. This wasn't motivated. He wanted in to rekindle to to want to like do to these big things. His status. wanted to do stuff, right? So he is a patriot. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why he would do that, but I don't put it past him to shore up his bets with Rowan if he knows that Rowan gets shit done, right? He probably didn't know what the actual plan was. But do, do I think that he colluded with Rowan in some way? Yeah, I totally do. Agreed. Agreed. All agreed. Yeah. He did call him. He was like, he's political Jesus. Hey, Seuss. Cyrus so still ain't found God after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so. Here, here's another. Here's another. Here's another theory that somebody brought up uh, in Scandalistas and Scandalrati about the possibility that it could could have been Tom because of the way that they broke that he broke it off with him last the way that Tom broke it off well the way that Cyrus broke it off with Tom last season and the fact that Tom was like I I can make it up to you I promise could this be could this be could this have been the way that he made it up to Cyrus by killing Frankie and making him, trying to make him president. I don't agree because um, when you think about it, Tom is a soldier. He follows orders. He doesn't necessarily create the plan. So I don't believe that it was it was him. You did bring up a point, Katrina, when you said um, you don't know if this is is if this is uh, Rowan's plan or if this is what Olivia wants. Um, Melly shouted at Olivia in a moment of weakness. I'm done running for president, and Olivia says to her, "I'm not." So my question is, what did that moment mean for Olivia and Melly and the relationship? Because they actually have formed a pretty healthy, well, I don't know if it's healthy, but, <laughs> but a, a pretty uh, 
tolerable relationship. So what do you all think that means for Olivia as a as a person? And then Melly, because even Melly was flip flopping here because she freaked out a little bit due to the fact that Vargas had gotten shot. And then she understandably so. Yeah. And then she comes back and she's like, I want it when she's talking to Fitz on the um, on the balcony. So what do you all think? Unfortunately, I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> I don't know why I can't hear was going, you. It was kind of go. I can hear you now, but I don't know what was just happening there. But she asked, um, you know, what did that moment where Olivia says to her, to Melly, uh, when Melly says, I'm done running, and Olivia says, Well, I'm not. And she said, What do you uh, think yeah. of that moment? And also about the relationship. Um, between Melly and Olivia at this point? Well, I'm liking the fact that they're, you know, on this this new plane of existence in terms of their relationship where they can actually sit back and talk and chill as, you know, I guess, I don't know if they're necessarily girlfriends, but at least they're on a, on a it seems like they're on an even playing field now uh, because Fitz is out of the picture for both of them right now. Um but yeah, that whole that moment right there was very telling. It's like, I'm done running for president. Well, I'm not. And the look on Melly Melly's face was like, ooh, yeah. Okay. And the look on Melly's face for me, I wonder if Melly is going to have this moment where she realizes this was never about me, was it? This was always about mm-hmm. you because that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's not about Melly at all, right? Which mm-hmm. is why yeah. um, Olivia hitched her <laughs> right. To me, like Melly is just not the right candidate for the moment. I feel like she needs to wait. Like America was never going to elect the president's ex-wife on the back of eight years of a grant name and then elect another grant. Like it wasn't going to happen, you know, uh, for her. Um, Plus, you know, whatever. uh, Some of her policies, I'm like, um, but, it, <laughs> but she's not gonna be the president for real, Katrina. She's like them policies. Don't. <laughs> no, I right, know, but, but I'm thinking still, about what would you know the nation thinking about the nation and the tone and and even though Fitz had like a high approval rate, Frankie Vargas was selling this like vision that just melt you just just thinking about how politics works and how politicians like sell you things anyway. Mm-hmm. So well, I I feel like. Um, that that you're right that that moment is very telling as is the one where she says to Fitz later on and he says what if you're wrong and she says I can't be wrong there is something so desperate and really for me sad happening with Olivia and a lot of people see it as her being powerful but for me she's at her weakest that she's ever been chasing after this really basic kind of idea of power it's like it's the one thing it's like the last egg in her basket after suffering so many losses. And it's like the thing that she needs to prove to herself that I can win at something, that I can get there, that I am somebody, that I don't need X, Y, and Z, you know, to feel powerful or to make it or, you know, whatever. Um, And so for me, the thing is, well, if you lose this and you do lose this and you are wrong, then what? You know what I mean? Because it seems to be like the last thing that she, you know, put is the last thing that she's holding on to. And so for me, that would be like the question is, okay, if you do suffer this huge loss, 
then what? It seems what's next. After it that? seems like this episode was an echo of her saying to Quinn, like we talked about in the recap, in the rewind. Um, it's my turn. So it's, yeah, it's coming right. through to season six as well with her saying that and feeling that way, that it's truly her turn to be in power and to have some power. And she didn't want it the way that she got it with Fitz, but now she wants it in a different way. And I understand that, but Melly needs to, ooh, I mean, Melly and, and, and Olivia, they need to, I don't know. It's a codependent relationship between all of them. And I'm just over it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, this is not well, I agree. I think like Olivia clung on to, to Melly in some like in ways that I'm just not so like supportive of. There was like a not a mirror there, but a symbiosis with the two of them kind of like becoming more like each other and they equally have some issues, like some of the same issues. Yes. I think Melly has started to change and perhaps, you know, like have putting her flaws out there for the world, like to openly be judged and having to, you know, Marcus kind of really working with her to like letting herself to just like be open. And, um, and she seems to have learned a tiny bit of self-reflection. The fact that she apologized to Fitz and said, I don't think you're weak. I, you know, you're just not power hungry. And she has some distance from that relationship. Um, like I thought, wow, you've shown me like a little bit of growth. That's really great for you. I like Olivia showed me a little bit too, but Olivia is still at a place where she is actively pushing away all of the things that she needs to deal with and confront. And she has kind of like latched on to Melly in in a kind of as a political kind of escapism. Jake is her like personal escape dick, you know, a kind of cycle. <laughs> Um, extension of her father and she latched on to her father after she you know sort of let um, her man go she like she still needed these figures to try to figure out who she was going to be after the life that she left and I just don't think she she's like still trying to figure it out but she's still in this kind of avoidance thing too mm -hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see where she gets with all of that. So we are... And here, here's a question. Go ahead, Langston. Okay. My question is, Does any is anyone feeling like this, like this hearkening back to season one where Olivia was at war with the White House and that Jennifer Fields uh, feels like the uh, Amanda Tanner of this season? Because it's just... It, it feels like she's trying to get back to that that fire that we had in the first in the very first season, mm -hmm. because that's that's what that's what lit um, Olivia's fire in the first season was the fact that she was at war with the White House and she thought one thing was going on. And then later on, she finds out that yeah, it's actually it something completely different. And and Shonda has already said that we'll, we're going to find out who who actually did this somewhere by five or six so it it feels about the olivia same. loves a righteous cause that really mm -hmm. lights her mm -hmm. fire and that's mm -hmm. why i think you know obviously roan is involved with this because he knows precisely how to manipulate her in that way so immediately i think her gut was right at first when she came to him and said did you have anything to do with this and of course mm -hmm. he denies it but he's a liar well, remember he well, had jerry killed and then blamed it on her mother and then blamed it on Jake before he, you know, actually, and, you know, right. took any responsibility. And, so and how about the entire? How about how about the how about it took him an entire speech to actually say no? 
So it's like right, that too. It <laughs> like just get out. But but he knew sending her on this track and putting Cyrus in her way, you know, you know, one kind of gets her off his trail, and two, you know, gets her working in his favor because Olivia loves nothing more than a righteous cause. Right. It's a distraction because whatever he's up to while he's in, while she's investigating Cyrus, she won't catch what he's doing. And it happens every time he plays, he plays chess with her and she misses the move every time. And he keeps, it's like the reoccurring theme is against me. You will always lose. And she keeps <laughs> trying to win. And she's so focused on winning that she never pays attention to what he's actually saying or doing ever. This is my point. Okay. This is my point right, with slow her. Down, right? Slow down. Because y'all, y'all will keep going and y'all can look and y'all see time. I know y'all do. I know y'all look up at the thing. Y'all I say, do. Look at this time. But I'm just Nine time. Keep on going. Time, time is irrelevant. We live I on a different even plane. All I was gonna say is this is we live in a different we live in a different dimension. Oh, I see. Alternative time. Right. Alternative facts, alternative time. Oh y'all get it. All right, so we're about to go into the Gamble Podcast after dark. Eldia, Katrina, and Langston. Do you have any final thoughts to share? Make them brief, two minutes apiece. Brief. The word is brief. <laughs> Two okay, I'm I'll let me go first. Yeah. I'm super excited about the format of this season with the whole like skipping a few months and then flashing back to see how we got here because the all the different relationship dynamics are super interesting and it just asked me asking so many questions. Awesome. Langston. Go Langston. I, I love that. Really quickly. Jake did not shoot Vargas. He would not have had enough time to travel there and get back. Stop it. That's all I have to say. <sighs> Who the hell said that? Like, why? Why would that even be a theory? Who do you so many people. They, they, okay. Real quick, real quick. They claim that he he left before he left before the announcement and so therefore that gave him enough time to get there in time while while Melly is conceding while all of this short span of time is going on and somehow he made it in a helicopter or a plane or whatever despite election night traffic <laughs> to get to to get to to get to Pennsylvania Shoot Vargas three times, get back on that same helicopter slash plane or parachute, whatever the hell he did, and then got right back there in time to be a part of the investigation. I can't, I'm not, I won't. It won't. It can't happen. Okay. LT, what do you have people? I agree with Katrina. I am so intrigued by the relationships this season. I cannot wait to see how they unfold, where they go, how they got to where they are, where they're going to end up. I, I The relationships, the, the personal relationships are what's going to drive this season and I'm really looking forward to it. I believe that where Jake was in that, that, that span of time between because he's the head of the NSA, the span of time between where Abby, was that Abby to ask for him? 
Yeah, Abby yeah. was looking for him. Yeah, yeah. And him showing up with yeah. bits, he was probably being briefed because they monitor all those channels. So why would they not yeah. tell him what was going on as it happened almost in real time? He would he would need to know, or even if there was chatter about it on some level. Right. Um, so I kind of think that that might right. have been where he was, but we already see that his relationship, his marriage is going down to pooper. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I can't wait till we talk about but, more in the after dark. So we are going to meet you all over there. You can join us by going to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support. And we're going over there right now. So bye.